Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 204th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by AP.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, the Swanton Bomb to my twist of fate. We're talking about Miss Ellie Hart. You can find her at Miss Ellie Hart. How you doing today, Miss Ellie Hart? I'm doing good. That was a, that was really, really good, actually. I was curious. I'm like, what have we talked about that he's going to reference in the intro? And yeah, our, our pretty in-depth conversation about the Hardy Boys before we started. That was perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're both very near and dear to, to both our hearts. Yeah. I think the old Hardy Boys are very, very key cogs in our uh, wrestling DNA. And it's... It's surprising to see them still wrestling. It's surprising to see Jeff Hardy still alive, to be honest. Still like, don't, don't mean yeah. to, to be mean, but like he's been on a pretty dark path hmm. since maybe early adulthood. So it's good to see him still kicking and, and hopefully he's kicked the, the drug addictions. But yeah, yeah that's, that's enough for that deep, dark discussion about them <laughs> Hardy boys. Got that uh, fast. Yeah, but um, what you been doing? Oh, man, like... I've been up to like so much, but then also feels like not a lot. I've got to confess, not a lot of gaming, more like taking in a lot of TV. And um, one of them you'll be happy about because it's something that you've been recommending to me a lot. And now that mm-hmm. I've watched, I'm like, oh, totally makes sense. Uh, what I'll say is I have been playing Fall Guys. I know I mentioned it last week, but um, obviously the weekend that just turned over a lot of other people got access to like kind of like the more openish beta with beta keys. Um, so uh, yeah, I got to play that with actual like, you know, friends online and it does elevate the experience. Like I didn't mind playing like by myself with a bunch of nobodies. I should say nobodies, but no one I knew <laughs> who might judge, just, <laughs> just take them down. But um, yeah, it's definitely more fun when, you know, you've got a, someone like streaming and, you know, you can kind of see how everyone's going and you're seeing who makes it, who doesn't. And yeah, it's been really good. But the only negative that I've so far seen with now it being more accessible to like streamers and just like other players is that there's one, there's a lot of trolling. Um, mm-hmm. So now people are just loading into the game and just purposely just being shit just so people can't play the game Bunch um, of dicks. i know right um and then the second one is um i've jumped into a few streams just to see the reaction to the game um and, and i've seen some streamers take this way too seriously like way <laughs> too seriously like i'm not gonna name the streamers but like one of them was like threatening people like because you can show people's usernames and like yeah and i'm like Jesus wow Christ. dude like this this is not that serious <laughs> like especially it's just, in a beta like it's not yeah. even the full release of the game and they're yeah, pissing and moaning exactly like come on now exactly right so yeah so but like i said like i'm really happy that so far the game's been really well received like it was the talk of twitter like especially after the weekend like people were you know dropping the game of the year game of the year so oh it's 
very very soon and we can all play it with no beta keys and get the full-on experience and hell yeah i got got me some beta keys i'm gonna try and put some time aside to give it a spin this weekend just to uh yeah get rid of that fomo because yeah the world is the world is horny for this game right now so uh i need in yeah everyone everyone needs to try it like well by the time this probably comes (laughs) it's like close to the release it'll be close yeah (laughs) so but you know um well i mean it's gonna be if you're a playstation person you might be able to benefit but um i still rant and rave and say four guys is amazing so check it Mm -hmm. out if you can now on to the tv viewing yes um i'll bring up the first one which is castle rock have you ever heard of this show yeah, I I know of the stories. Obviously, it's a Stephen King mm-hmm. um, jaunt, and it's actually some of the better work of Stephen King realized to screen. I haven't watched the second season of this yet, but I've watched most of the first, and I'm digging it. <laughs> so I'm currently watching and almost finished season two. The oh, re- nice. The reason why I started watching it was um, my husband was watching season one, and it was like when I was on my computer and the TV was like there, so I kept on like watching listening and paying attention so i knew like little bits and pieces so i ended up watching like this massive like youtube recap like someone recapped every episode so then i kind of knew what happened and filled in the gaps and it was really cool so i'm watching season two now like and i have to confess i'm not really into stephen king (laughs) either like i i don't apart from it i'm really not sure what other like (laughs) stephen king like you know, novel to movie kind of content that There's, I would normally ingest. It's it's few and far between, like, and that sucks. Like, I've been a Stephen King tragic since I was a kid. Thanks, mum, for or screw you, mum, for making me watch <laughs> some of these things as a young, young, young male. But um, yeah, he's got that consistent style with his writing, but sadly, that doesn't always translate to screen. And oh, depending no. on the budget, it's gonna be okay or really bad for the most part you don't often say that it's really good and castle rocks one of these outliers like it with like doctor sleep and the most recent sort of it part one and part two or chapter Mm. one and chapter two they're some of the best adaptations of his work that have hit the screen ever in my opinion I've, i've watched just about every telly movie every tv series that they've done with stephen king and this is this is up there i'm the um what was it called? The Stranger, which was another one that came out um, oh. this past year as well, which was really good too. But Castle Rock's great. Castle Rock really is digging it. really, really good. Like, um, amazing cast. Like, a lot of people, um, a lot of actors have appeared in, like, either season or whatever um, who had previously been in content um, of Stephen King. So, like, um, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek, yeah, yeah. She was in Carrie. Um, Tim Robinson from Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Bill Skarsgård played from, Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just like it's it's really good. Like, and I feel like a part of me does feel like I'm maybe missing some things. Where if I was a massive Stephen King fan, I'd be like, oh, I know that. Oh, like I get that reference. Or you know, like they like you know in Castle Rock, there's like mention of like like the Shawshank Redemption, like the prison, like. Um, and then just like other things where, where they make mention of like other little things and they don't, they don't spit like absolutely like blow it up in your face sometimes. Like I feel like it's always like these little like comments. And I feel like if, if you are a Stephen King fan, then you probably would really, really enjoy this. If I'm not a fan and I enjoyed it, then I'm assuming if you're a diehard fan, then you would love it. 
So yeah, and that's that's one cool thing that that King does. Like he's very very meta and very self aware, and he's just about every book he's ever written has some kind of bread breadcrumb or thread connecting to the greater universe. So yeah. there is so many bleed overs of character into certain books and things like that so it's really cool and like i can only imagine how hard it would be to stay on top of that kind of stuff as a writer when you've written the amount of books that he has i didn't realize but they all interconnect into this big big sort of multiverse which is sick yeah that was the other thing that i learned about him i didn't realize that stephen king like literally had this like multiverse and like all these internet like interconnecting like things and i love that shit so i think i'm gonna have to actually be a bit more aware on stephen king's stuff and I don't know, maybe read something, watch something. Like, I don't know. So I reckon if you got the time, get in, start reading the Dark Tower series. It's, it's a Wasn't lot of books. Was that a movie that flopped? We don't, we don't talk about that movie. That was really badly done. Like Idris uh-uh. Elba, love him. Great that he was cast in it, but the movie sucked ass. Oh. And like, because the movie tanked, because it was, the plan was movie, interconnecting TV series, another movie, another se- another season, and then another movie. So, because the, the books span like eight books now. Like it's tens of thousands of pages all up, I think, when it's all said and done. So they were going to make this big, massive, grand scale. And then because the movie sucked, they just went, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, <Move> it on. <laughs> well, at least they made Castle Rock. So like yeah. this series is great. So um, surprised me. Um, if anyone else can get access to it, I'm glad to hear that it's accessible in Australia because I wasn't too sure like how you get it. But if, if you can get it, Castle Rock you know check it out season one was pretty cool um currently in season two and it's pretty wicked i love it yeah yeah no awesome i'm happy to see some recommendations like that working yeah well here's the major one i finally watched hannibal <laughs> the tv series. did you watch all three seasons or no I, sort of like, I literally started it yesterday morning and i think i'm almost at the end of season one um okay I, yeah, like, yeah, you told me so. Um, this TV series is perfect for me. Um, it's like, it's my crime dramas mixed in with like my love for the movie Seven. It's like gory, it's gruesome, it's beautifully made. Like, there's a very like artistic element to like certain aspects, like that they kind of like drop in there, like, very like arty kind of like presentations of like certain things and um a lot of like psychological mumbo jumbo and how the mind works and you know how he's not even a detective is he he's a teacher and he like helps solve these crimes because he has like this yeah will graham he's got like extreme empathy they call it like it's obviously there's a full scientific name attached to it but yeah it's, yeah it's so good. but oh, he's so like I just love how he walks into a room and then they're like give him space and then he's in this crime scene and then he literally just like rewinds everything from where it is and then he plays it back as him and like he is the killer and then like what does he say like that, this, is this is my design my, this is my design and I'm just like oh this is so creepy I love this shit um and then like a lot of episodes kind of like mingle into each other there's like you know an underlining ah kind of thing that's going on at the moment that kind of you know is amazing um the cast is really really good so you got mads good old mads that we all know in the gaming space as of recently especially um 
Lawrence Fishburne was surprising. Hell yeah. He's really yep. good in it. Like, yeah, it's Jack Starling. Yeah. Um, and um, only recently in the last few episodes, Gillian um, Anderson was in it. Yeah. And she's yeah. gorgeous. She's phenomenal in this. She has not aged, man. No. Seriously, she's not aged since OG X-Files in the 90s. No, but this, like, I am absolutely, like, so absorbed into this series. Like... Um, like I said, it's just like gnarly, gruesome, gory, but then it just has this level of like elegance in the presentation where it's not like we're being like messy and bloody for the sake of it, for the shock value. It's like, no, it like, you know, it has to express to the level of damage that it's doing to the main character that's, you know, you know, currently being like constantly being exposed to the environment and obviously having to like relive these scenarios and analyze them. So it's it's really intense, but now I can see why. Like it's like particularly popular around, I guess, certain kind of people. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's one of the best TV series I've ever watched, like in my entire life. Like everything you just said, like the amount of polish this show has. Mm. Like it's so artistically done, and it's so beautiful, even when it is like you know in like innards and guts and stuff yeah. everywhere. Like sort of going the serial killer of the week route to a degree with the show where yeah. they've got all these unique serial killers and, and the way that they choose and, and deal with their victims and then how they're portrayed. Like, mm. don't want to go into spoilers because I think part of the sh- reason why this show is so great is just the shock value just keeps coming. Like yeah. You sit there and go, how many creative ways can you have someone kill somebody? And like after watching Final Destination movies and whatever else, you know, you think it's all done, but then you see some of the things they've come up with in Hannibal and my goodness gracious, I it is... Like, oh. I thought this was like HBO because of how gory it is, like how full on it is. Like I was like, this has to be HBO. So I was quite surprised just to see it was just sitting on Netflix, like ready to go to watch. So um, I just also want to say that like Mads, playing like Hannibal like everyone's familiar with that character so like technically there should be like no surprises to him but there is something so perfect about the way that Mads plays him oh yeah he's such a gentleman he's charismatic and like obviously that these are all qualities of Hannibal but he does it so well like so convincingly like you know in the back of your head like he's a really bad dude but there's just so many times on the screen where you're just like yeah he's you know seems like a really decent person he's you know really switched on like you know you kind of like he's got so many layers to his performance with it like he's yeah. so charming but then because he like he's a bit of a bigger dude like he's sort of imposing in his own way under his probably several thousand dollar suits and you know perfect <laughs> pocket chiefs and everything like that and <laughs> and then the meals he cooks up yes i felt so uncomfortable because we all know like there's like it's it's very very present in the first season of him making meals, especially making these meals for his guests. Um, and it's it's such a like it's such an important quality in the series. Like I feel like they always you know make sure to kind of highlight that, like him cooking and presenting a beautiful looking meal. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I felt so disturbed how many times I'm like, oh, that looks delicious, and it's yeah probably someone's guts. So yeah, it's. It's amazing. It's I know it's took me taken me quite some time, but I'm probably gonna binge this. Like so, yeah, it's yeah, really like, really good. It's phenomenal. Like three seasons got canned due to low ratings, but there's a lot of I'm sorry, lot of <laughs> lot of momentum in the rumor mill where Brian Fuller and the the cast are pretty much open to saying we'll do a season four if if someone's got some appetite for it. And 
reading between the lines and seeing some stuff out there netflix i think they're trying to get the rights for because clarice starling and her stuff sort of still all tied up with fox so Uh. that's why there's no direct tying into say the silence of the lambs and so they've sort of made will graham almost as an equivalent to clarice starling uh, that jodie foster played in in the movie so they've sort of taken some little nods from that and weaved it in here but they want to try and do a fourth season i think it's going to happen and i'm so excited they did a table read of this thing again a couple of weeks back during all this covid stuff and i think there's going to be a fourth season and i can't wait because the show is so 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 good It, it seriously is one of my favorite shows of all time so yeah anyone that hasn't watched it get on it i blame ASAP. marketing then because like how i just assumed i didn't watch it because I, like i said i thought it was hbo so back when it was being released i probably just thought it wasn't accessible but yeah i'm obviously a part of the problem of why the show didn't succeed or get renewed for a season extra season so my bad but um it, there's just a lot of good tv that's yeah. the hard part and and i guess because this is like, yes, it's it's mainstream as far as everyone knows Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal Lecter. It's yeah. just, it's not something that is for everybody. Like, some of the stuff you see in this would probably make a lot of people feel squeamish and might be a little bit difficult to watch. But anyone that loves good psychological thrillers with a little bit of horror, you know, mm-hmm. well-written, well-shot, cast as perfection. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's just living art, this show. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to binge that one and um definitely recommend it to everyone else it's on netflix in america i don't know if it's in netflix over there but keep I an don't eye know out if it's on netflix here but it's on stan here or it was on stan here you know start of this year so i know it's 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 available here locally well there you go so and if uh, anyone needs i think i've still got it on a hard drive somewhere so if anyone doesn't have those I'll, I'll upload this i'll upload this onto like google drive and you can get the episodes that way that's why it failed you were just handing it out to everyone uh, so <laughs> some of that hannibal man <laughs> that's that's what i've been up to sadly didn't get around to grounded um unfortunately um yeah my time was taken up too much by like tv watching and yeah other things so my bad <laughs> Well, it just so happens I uh, found some time to play a little bit of the single-player experience in Grounded. And um, yes, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids video game form to a T. Like, it is pretty great. But I got to say, some of these these big bugs are pretty scary. Like, getting chased by spiders, holy fucking shit. Do you have, (laughs) like, like a... Like, did you already have a, like, pre-existing fear of spiders? No, no, I I got no fear of spiders, like... Growing up at home, being the only only male in the house and my mum and sister being terrified of spiders, I was the spider guy as a kid. <laughs> so I'd have to deal with them all the time. So I sort of got used to it. But there's something about being a person that's, you know, 10 millimetres tall in a video game and an orb spider being you know, 20 size, times the size of yourself and it chasing you. And they don't stop chasing you until you sort of kill it or it kills you. Wow. It's terrifying. <laughs> like... It's intense, like, and I love that they've got this arachnophobia mode in the game as well. So if you are really scared of spiders, you can turn this on and it turns the spiders into these like little off-white colored like orby things. So it takes that fear out of it. So so nice. 
Because I can see like people that are terrified of spiders playing this game. I can see it really messing them up because <laughs> these spiders are fucked. So out of pure curiosity, I did watch like maybe a few streams of people playing it. I don't think I saw any spiders, but there are a lot of cute animals, like, like sorry, insects in this game. Um, but they, people were killing them. Like cute little bugs, cute little squishy things. I saw someone try to kill an ant. Like, I think I'm gonna have an issue with this. Yeah, like um, there, there's a lot of sort of passive insects and, and little creatures running around that you can just cruise by and they'll, they'll just keep going on their day to day. But then mm. there's a few like uh, I only played maybe an hour or so worth just to get a feel for it. And yeah. uh, one of the first things you got to do is is you're trying to get this little you know shrink ray back back on track and there's these three lasers and there's these two of them aren't working correctly and you go find the cause of, of one of these lasers not working so these little like these little mites chewing on the cables oh. and they're tiny like they're smaller than the ants but they are just hyper aggressive and the second you get in their field of view they're coming at you so <laughs> you know you got to use whatever you got on you to, to kill these little buggers and they're tough like I, I got killed a few times in this game trying to just cruise around because there isn't really a over there is zone one that's level 10 or whatever it's just you're cruising around the backyard and whatever you pop into like in front of or meet along the way that's happening hence hence the spider deaths because the second you sort of um <laughs> they you sort of gain at like like you gain aggro on these things they don't stop chasing you until yeah you kill it or it kills you so i was running for my life as this uh is this uh young girl named willow and then she just got chomped up but oh, the cool no. thing is you can go to this sort of scene of your death uh, and grab your backpack of all the collectibles you've grabbed. So you're grabbing a lot of like pebbles, pieces pieces of leaf and plant and whatever else. And then you can combine them to make things. So you can make spears and bows and arrows and um, torches to, to light dark areas and stuff. And uh, it goes on through there, but it's such a great concept. It's yeah. such a great concept. Like I feel like I'm back in the 90s. Like I feel like I'm a 10-year-old kid again, living Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is really, really like it's it's a testament to to obsidian for making this and yeah like it's so different to their usual game style especially with um you know what they've shown with their big massive rpg last week at the, at the games um you know the game showcase and the outer worlds which is their other most recent entry into the gaming gaming sort of world again but this mm. is it's so fun and i can't wait to play it with a few friends because i think it's going to take that experience to the next level yeah, so you Having can push that them shared in front panic. of spiders. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> you can be the meat shield for this uh this orb spider. Like but it's it's real like it's only an early access, obviously. Free to play. I was playing on Game Pass and um it's really like it's a good looking game. Like it's so vibrant, it's colourful, like just the the sort of strands of grass in front of you, like obviously they're they're standing ten times your height for the most part and stuff. You are a very little little creature in this world, but it's so pretty and it's so cool. And mm. I'm keen to play some more over the weekend because it's, uh, it's got some charm to it, you know. Yeah. It's so unlike everything I've been playing lately. So, uh, yeah, I'm keen to, keen to jump on and rumble around the, uh, the backyard with you and, and see who else is around because I think that's where the game's really going to take off with the... I think it's four-player four player co-op, so you yeah. and three friends jump on and try and survive the harshness in the backyard. Yeah, I'll have to load it up and make some time this week. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And um, I finished Ghost of Tsushima this past week as well. I'm not going to sort of dwell on that too much. We're recording the spoiler cast uh, this coming week. So that'll be out uh, shortly after that too. But overall, 
the game really hooked me in the sort of final act. Like I sort of, in the middle, I was a bit of, bit of a lull patch and I didn't find myself caring much, but in the back end of the game, it really picked up and it really sort of sunk its claws into me and uh, really, really impressed with what Sucker Punch did and loved my time with Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone else out there is living their best uh, samurai life. And yeah, that's good. And uh, the last one, I played and finished Carrion as well. Oh this past week so i smacked that thing front to back uh little little indie gem done by phobia games and published by devolver digital uh they call it a reverse horror game okay which is so so you're playing the uh the role of the the typical bad monster so you're this amorphous creature of an unknown origin it's an alien origin and mm-hmm. um the game starts and you're like this creature stuck in a test tube you break out and then you just wreak havoc against all the scientists and all the people that have been testing and experimenting on you. And you're trying to escape this facility. And as you go through, you get bigger and you get more abilities and you you can just destroy things in a whole host of ways. But it's really, really great. Like it's really simple. Like the, the pixel art style really lends itself perfectly to the game. The sounds in the game, whether it be the creature, which is very, very uh, agile. Like it's, you know, up and down around on walls and you can sort of break it down. Uh, you can leave parts of yourself in like piles of water to, to get through smaller areas. Oh. Um, or with some of your abilities, they're only available when you are either the smaller size or the larger size. So you sort of got to jump between the two depending on areas to get through spaces or, or open certain certain locked areas and doors and stuff like that. But it's so cool. Uh, it's so fun. It's very quick to play, like as far as just the traversal in the game. The one gripe I did have with it, there's no mini-map. And Um. a lot of these tunnels and stuff, like you do have to do some backtracking through these facilities once you get certain abilities to open up these these sort of tunnels and ducts. And trying to navigate around them at times, they all blend into the same. So I found myself getting lost a lot. So I'm just like backtracking repeatedly trying to remember where the Christ this this next area or zone was so that was a little bit of a pain in the ass but um really cool really I really liked as well they sort of weaved in some story where they sort of um flashback to you you control one of the scientists and you actually see what happens when you first discover this creature and sort of its origins and, and how it came to be as far as being trapped in this laboratory so I like that they put some little story in there there's some diversity in the enemies they start from just being you know normal scientists to dudes with pistols to people with flamethrowers and shields so then you like trying to take down you know like big robot mechs and stuff so there is a little like there's a nice curve as far as the enemies that you encounter and the areas you've got to try and get through because you are pretty squishy as as this big big uh alien monster but a lot of heavy nods to the thing anyone that's watched the thing especially the og thing from the 80s obviously done by Clive Barker. That's sort of what this almost is, but just picture yourself yourself as playing the thing, the thing. as opposed to Kurt Russell and his crew. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really it looked good. really, really good. So I'm glad that I can kind of get your opinions off it. I've got to obviously set some time aside to play that one because it, it looked like the right elements of like old school, like kind of like, I guess, graphically wise, like design wise. But I think the whole playing as the bad guy kind of thing um the uh, whatever you call it like a blob like yeah it's pretty much the blob yeah so yeah it looks good i'm glad to hear that you had a positive experience playing yeah i've I've been really enjoying my time and like it's getting a lot of positive reviews apparently it sold like two hundred thousand copies already 
um, since it released. So it's great to see that that people have got the appetite for this. And it's it looks like it's just another another win for Devolver. Like we talked Damn about right. Fall Guys, you know, they're publishing that as well. Like Devolver are just on a run at the moment and Carrion is cool and it's just so different to everything that's sort of been coming out the last few months. So, mm-hmm. and it's a good game. You can just smack out a little bit, put it down, go back to it um, and just run around living your best sort of monster life. Like you are the bad person here or the bad thing but at the same time you can understand why you'd be pissed you know you've been getting experimented on and you've been stuck in a test tube and whatever else so obviously you want to get some vengeance for the mm-hmm. way you've been treated so uh it's really cool it's really cool and just some of the noises when you're picking up humans and consuming them to to um you know increase your health and whatever else like it's just like real visceral and guttural and like <laughs> gluggly and stuff like that and the abilities you get through the game are really cool. Like you've got like echolocation and you can sort of like shoot out a tendril and stuff like that. It's it's really cool what what they do and how they open up those abilities as you level up. But yeah, check out Carrion. I think it's also available for free on Xbox Game Pass, mm-hmm. if I remember correct. Don't quote me 110% on that. <laughs> it is about 20 bucks USD on the old Steam stores, but I'm pretty damn sure it's free on, on um, Game Pass. Uh, so check that out. And it's also on uh, on Nintendo Switch which would play perfectly on the Switch. They have, I think, changed the uh, the image tile for the game because uh, there was a lot of controversy on the Switch because the, the icon uh, like is of the beast. It looks like a big uh, infected vagina. So there was a lot of <laughs> blow up with that icon there. So I think they've changed that since. But uh, yeah, check out Carrion. Gross. <laughs> infected it's because he's like he started like infected in there and i think i saw like screenshots of people posting it going um what did i download yeah yeah like Uh, i'm surprised that nintendo let it slip onto the store like obviously that it's it's a very child facing e-shop like there's a lot of kids that play on the on the nintendo switch and be be cruising the uh nintendo e-shop and then they just see this big angry red (laughs) red beast hopefully they're a little bit more innocent than us yeah, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, I think they've since changed that initial sort of um, game art for the eShop. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I've been doing. Uh, quick little bit of housekeeping. Episode 7 of The Hungry Game Show is now available over at patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. And uh, as mentioned last week, that I saw our man Jamie Penning, friend of the show, friend of the show uh, tackle Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. Uh, does he rise to the top and take John O'Peck off the top of the throne or does he fall in line with Celine the dream at the bottom of the pile but give that a spin and check it out uh, dollar gets you early access to the hungry game show as well as the 8-bit cast each and every month but it's going to be releasing in full uh, several days after that on the hungry gamers rss feed as well so be sure to consume that one Obviously, all the other hubs, 8bitnation.net, shop8bit.net is our official web store. Uh, if you want to rate, review, subscribe us on the iTunes, that would be phenomenal. Those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. And obviously, once you're done checking out our stuff, audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au to get yourself the best in audio-based equipment, I'm talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, you want in-ear, you want over-ear, you want noise cancelling, you want Bluetooth, they got it all. And they've even got those limited edition 8-bit purple M50X headphones. Uh, so get them on your melons before they sell out. And uh, also coming up, just to confirm, Friday, August the 28th, we're going to be doing our first community game night of the Ooh. year. So lock that into your calendar. 
Haven't confirmed a time. It might be somewhere between 7 and 8 p.m. Australian time over here. Oh, good, uh, my bedtime. We're going to be doing our first community, community <laughs> game night. That's your bedtime. I don't know. I actually can't remember what the actual conversion between here and there is, so I'll have to check it out. I think that time for appearance. you might be around 2 or 3 in the morning, I think. <sighs> I think this it's old about 3 in the morning. <laughs> you, you might wake up at the tail end of it. So yeah, we'll I wake up early, so I might actually be able to catch the end of it. Yeah, so the 28th of August, lock that into your calendar. Uh, we're going to be playing some games. Uh, we're going to be playing a lot of sort of big multiplayer games. So I think the first time we might do a little bit of Jackbox just so we can get as many Classic. people involved yeah. as we can. Nice and fun. There's no barrier to entry. You don't have to buy the game. We'll be running all that and we'll do some giveaways and stuff during the night as well. So come along. You can win yourself some swag. You can have a laugh and uh, you can play some games. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the housekeeping. Shall we tackle some news? Let's this week's news headlines all right the first little banger ubisoft and nintendo are partnering for an animated series adapting the splinter cell video game franchise the stealth game franchise which has spawned seven games as well as novels follows black ops agent sam fisher he's been voiced by both michael ironside rest in peace and eric johnson in the games Derek colstad the writer behind the john wick movies will write and executive produce the series so this is interesting. Like we've been hmm. we've been gagging for some more uh, Splinter Cell in game form for quite some time. Uh, we don't get that now. We don't get the uh, the movie that's been long in the works with apparently Tom Hardy to star as Sam Fisher. Go figure. What? But we get a Netflix animated series by Derek Kolstad, who hmm. uh, wrote the John Wick movies. That's kind of cool. What do you reckon? I don't. I don't know. Like it's it's kind of like a fluff one for me because I think I've only played maybe two Splinter Cell games. Um, so for me, it's you know give no take. But in regards to actually making an animated series that could do well, um, I don't know. I, I guess like if it's obviously really well written, depending also did they just like display like what the animation style is? is no, nah, not that I've seen. Not, not that, that Fortnite kind of looking stuff that they showed at the... Uh... It might, you know. It um... might be with that game from the yeah the Ubisoft Forward event they did. They could, like... Because The Witcher is getting its animated, like, little side spin-off thing, right? So... And that's going to be, like... It's, it's, is it, like, anime style or is it, Anime like, style, yeah. Yeah, so maybe they'll do the same for this. Um, but, like I said, like, I've got no horse in this race. I hope it does well because I know a lot of Splinter Cell fans have been waiting for a new game and they'll still be waiting. Yeah, like um, I'm with you. Like I enjoy the franchise, but it feels it's very much a franchise to me that if you've played a Splinter game, Splinter Cell game, you've played all the Splinter Cell games. Like the 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 concept and the game loop is is pretty consistent as far mm. as skulking around, use, using your night vision goggles, attacking from the shadows fighting a big bad guy maybe unearthing a government conspiracy saving a saving a family member at the end you know <laughs> the usual i think yeah. the first one i actually played was is it double agent is that double what it was agent called? yeah yeah so obviously i actually technically didn't get the right experience for the first one so but um yeah i mean for the fans i hope it goes well because nothing's worse than you know having your franchise kind of like just beaten to death especially you know so, yeah, crossed. but uh, yeah, Netflix Netflix are hungry as hell for this stuff. Like, uh, they've got this on the way. Obviously, they're, they've uh, renewed Castlevania for a, for a third season, mm-hmm. uh, fourth season, I think it is now, isn't it? They're up to their fourth season, 
of Castlevania, if I remember right. Mm. Um, on the back of that too, they've got the obviously the, the second season of Mainline Witcher. They've got the anime spin-off. And then they've also confirmed they've now uh, greenlit a six-episode um, prequel spin-off that's going to be filmed with real actors again. So it's going to be oh, yeah, proper right. actors as opposed to another animated offshoot. So they've, they've got three different sort of um, Witcher arcs going on at the moment They're... on Netflix. It's, it really it's just, it went really well let's fucking milk that shit oh yeah yeah and um <gasps> so that's cool that's cool um hyperscape is the next little quick banger so that's ubisoft sci-fi flavored entry into the increasingly busy free-to-play battle royale market uh it's been in open beta on pc since the middle of this month we'll be launching on xbox one playstation 4 and pc on august the 11th uh, and season one will apparently feature its own story arc, limited time modes, new tools, and a hundred tier battle pass. Obviously, uh, you can earn these battle passes and, and, and items and tools via in-game play and in-game currency, or you can microtransact your way to the top. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Hyperscape, we've talked about this. I don't think we probably need to go too heavy on the game itself. Ready Player One Battle Royale is the way I yeah. see this damn game. Yeah, a battle royale that has a background story, which is... You know, oh no! Well, we did say that Apex is very much the same, so yeah. <laughs> scrap that. But yeah, I I've watched enough of it, but there's really been nothing to draw me in. So yeah, it's it's not it's not sort of yeah pressing my buttons. Like I want to play a few games with it, but it is not anywhere near even the middle of my priority list as far as games I've got to tackle yet. So mm. I'll get around to giving it a crack. Maybe by then the meta's changed. I'm just going to be even worse, but. <laughs> no, good luck to Ubisoft and everyone involved in getting this game out there and, and hopefully a player base is established so it can uh, carve its own little space out in the uh, Battle Royale market but we'll see these these BR games come and go very quickly so we'll see we'll see what happens with uh, with Hyperscape but um, I guess going full circle to to the start of what we've been playing Four Guys uh, which yeah a lot of people are touting as potentially one of the biggest games of 2020 uh, has been confirmed as it's going to be part of the PS Plus games for August. So the game comes out uh, August the 4th, uh, and it's going to be included uh, for anyone that's got the, the PS Plus membership. You're going to get that game for free. So uh, I think that's going to put this game in a big spot to pop off real early. Can I say I'm a little bit shocked because, like, this feels like a Microsoft, <laughs> like, title like this feels like something you know that xbox would have jumped on thrown on the game pass you know so i'm really surprised that playstation jumped on it yeah it took me by surprise too like it it's i think you you summed summed up perfectly like it is very much something you'd see xbox doing they're very pro consumer these days especially Mm. with game pass but um yeah four guys having that exclusivity through pc and then playstation 4 only it uh it sets sony up to have a nice uh nice spike here because what what have people got to lose? Like they don't have to buy the game uh, if they've got the the membership. So I think this game's going to pop off and really become something as far as one of the next uh, the next big free to play titles. It depends on the longevity. Obviously, uh, I'm hearing a lot of repetition as far as the yeah. courses and stuff, which can sort of uh, get pretty long in the tooth fairly quickly. But it's still cool and, yeah. and jumping on, playing with friends, trying to uh, be the very best. Sign me up. Yeah, no, and like, 
it's funny because like I've been playing it on PC um, and I've actually been playing it purposefully with an Xbox controller. It just feels right as well. So, um, but I'm just happy that like someone has actually taken on board um, either, you know, PlayStation Plus or Xbox Game Pass. Either one is a good grab for Fallout Guys. Oh, Fallout Guys. Fall Guys. Oh, Fallout, <laughs> Fallout Boys. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Great band, especially the early stuff. Uh, oh, come on now. I wasn't really into it, but that's, I guess, a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Fall Guys coming out August the 4th. So it's coming out this coming week and free in the PS Plus. Like, this game is going to go boom. Like, I cannot wait to see the concurrent player base of this uh, this week once once it's sort of out, out into the ether. And yeah, because everyone's all about this life. And um, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, well, like, just... Uh, in perspective they've actually shown that they were up there with a lot of the twitch streamers like they were up there with like fortnite and call of duty which is quite big so you know hopefully the momentum it's definitely a streamers game the fact of like how many players you can get in there so yeah hell yeah all right shifting gears superstar gamer tyler ninja blevins sets a course for hollywood the world's number one live streamer who is a direct line to tens of millions of rabid fans is negotiating a massive deal reveals he's revealing his plans to conquer the rest of entertainment we're talking movies voice acting cartoons i'm looking at everything and that last part's a direct quote from ninja himself so uh he's maximizing on that name and that brand awareness while he can power to the bloke what do you reckon you're in you're going to be watching these uh ninja movies oh hell no um it's just more surprising (laughs) like I'm I'm wondering because like he does have a fashion line like or was it a fashion line or just a shoe line I think like I know he had released a shoe right mm-hmm. and they sold out within like minutes seconds or whatever like it was crazy how quickly they sold out um, but do you, like have you seen him at the like New Year's Eve or whatever it was like in Times Square where he tried to floss in front of an audience oh yeah he's like he's not a guy that's going to command the the attention on the screen that's for sure like he's not going to come mm. in and steal scenes like he's just just like i don't want to sort of typecast him and just say he's that generic awkward gamer guy but like on on happen. the screen yeah that's kind of like how he is and I, i'm not going to poo poo his achievements and the the name that and the brand he's built but just because you can have a go at these things, it doesn't mean you should or it doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Like, yeah. I think voice acting in cartoons is probably a smart way to do it because then it's just him you know, delivering lines as opposed to trying to, to sell a scene in a film or a TV show. So maybe stick to stuff that you can do behind the camera, in, yeah. in my opinion. I definitely think this is going to be like an interesting, uh, like, you know, kind of like looking in and seeing how you know, being massive on one platform and how it translates onto other platforms. Because that's obviously what these, like, marketing execs have actually done. They've said, okay, he's got, like, God knows how many kids watching him. We can turn that into dollars. Like, and, yeah, like you said, if he just does, like, a cartoon voice or a guest appearance, like, he was on The Masked Singer over here. Yeah, he was, yeah. It was bad, but... I hate that show. Just off topic. I hate that show. It's such a dumb concept. It's such a dumb concept, but sometimes I really like watching it and trying to figure out the clues. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do it. The Australian version has got like 
the host from play school from 1993 to 1994 and stuff it's like all these has-beens that you wouldn't even know uh from the back of your mind anyway like anyway uh but back on track with ninja like he is being smart because like we don't know how long like you know being a streamer you know how long that has in it and he's like he's already well has he already reached his peak so you kind of need to yeah you kind of need to be smart with your decisions in the future you can't just keep on riding that wave until it completely fizzles out for him so um but just yeah whether this is going to translate over he's going to find out Mm. yeah like you got to diversify i think and um kudos for him to uh, kudos to him for having a crack and seeing if there's anything else that might help maintain that brand long term because yeah as you said it's he's not going to be the the top dog streamer for the next 50 years or whatever else so you gotta you gotta think of your future Uh, i'm just curious to see where he eventually ends up signing because no doubt from from the streaming side of it like he's still a a free agent for lack there of a better term uh (laughs) is he gonna end up signing with youtube or is twitch gonna throw him a big bucket of cash and is he gonna go back there or is he gonna try this facebook gaming thing is he gonna jump on a couple of these alleged new up-and-coming streaming platforms that are sort of getting a little bit of traction where is he gonna land Hmm. but uh i like that it's sort of like him and dr disrespect both racing to be the the first streamer to sort of crack hollywood because they're doing a tv show about him already dr disrespect i can't remember i can't remember if it was tied into like if it was signed on with netflix or it's one of the streaming services but they're gonna do a show with Dr. Disrespect in it. And I know that was all signed on the line um, like several months back now. So A cartoon, 100%. Like, like, I can definitely see a cartoon with Dr. Disrespect. Like, easy. They should just take the piss and do like a lighthearted G.I. Joe cartoon version with him in it. Like, But like, maybe like, you know how it's kind of like this style to kind of be self-aware and mocking in a lot mm-hmm. of like like current age cartoons i can see that and that's what his character is it's kind of like a mockery of like you know the macho kind of you know dude bro kind of is it superhero kung fu master action he's guy? a bit of everything you know yeah. so i can definitely see that translate into a cartoon but hey we don't know what the fuck's happening with dr disrespect at the moment mm. so I might be in jail for a week. Yeah, all we know is he ain't ever going back to Twitch. That's that's the only uh, certainty, certainty, it seems. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, old Guy Beam and uh, Tyler Blevins. Guy Beam. Yeah, all right. The next one, this was hot off the press. This uh, this popped just as I was about to get some shut-eye last night. Battletoads. Release date has been announced. Microsoft has announced that Battletoads will be available on Xbox Game Pass or to purchase on Xbox One and PC on the 20th of August, 2020. So this month, Mm. two and a half weeks away now, this game is coming out. The release date was revealed on Xbox Wire alongside a brand new trailer and it shows more of the game that brings back Zit, Rash and Pimple for the first time in 26 years. This newest Battletoads adventure is being developed by Dalala Studios and is supported by series creator Rare. Mm. this trailer was something holy jesus it felt like a 90s acid trip cartoon it was so yeah, great it was that was the wild thing is when i clicked on it i was like wait are they announcing a game or a cartoon 
Um, but then when I saw like the gameplay and the fighting in it, like it really um, brought me back to these like old school, like, um, is it Sierra? Was yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yep. that kind of style game where it was like really detailed cartoon video games. So it, it kind of took me back. Also, I love how they just kind of dropped this like, yep, few weeks, boom, it's yours. It was awesome. Timing was perfect. And I, I love these little guerrilla marketing things that that studios or people in just general media do these days. You don't need a long build-up of, of two years or whatever to yeah. a, to an announcement. It's it's proven that if this this franchise has got some emotional hooks in it, like people people will be there day one. And knowing that this is dropping in, in two and a half weeks, like I'm curious to know how difficult it's going to be because that's one of the things from the original Battletoads game. There was levels in that which were some of the hardest levels <laughs> I've ever played in any video game. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, uh, get some Battletoads India. It felt like I was watching something from like um, Ren and Stimpy era oh, yeah. Nickelodeon. That's what yeah. I was vibing watching this trailer. It's but uh, it looks Eddie. cool. And um, yeah, Ed, and Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, yeah, very much that sort of vein. And um, three-player local couch co-op. Hell yeah. I'm hoping they're going to do, obviously, online co-op with, with friends as well. Oh, Especially with COVID, you can't have people around. But yeah, it's cool. And um, it's nice to see that the the franchise is getting treated with some respect by Delilah Studios and obviously Rares um, in the back end, um, making sure it's done in the right tone and, and the right uh, level of detail as well. So yeah, a couple of weeks this comes out. Yeah. Free on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last uh, the last little banger, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has allegedly been de- uh, allegedly been leaked by a Doritos marketing campaign. Data miners were already knocking on the red door. Cold War's leaked internal alpha test. But now it seems there's another leak in the COD Black Ops Cold War ship. This time courtesy of what is reported to be a Doritos marketing campaign. If the promotional launch is anything to go by, it also intimates... Intimates? Intimates? Hmm. That's a weird word. Intimates. Yeah, it doesn't seem right, does it? Is that what we learned in the word today? Mm. It also implies a potential release window of October 2020, which fits into Activision's typical Call of Duty annual release window quite nicely. The competition's small print reveals that the campaign kicks off on the 5th of October, which is leading some to speculate that this might be the formal release date of the game. So Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War just rolls off the tongue. My goodness mm. gracious me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it seems that the stars are aligning that this is the next big COD game. It's crazy that we haven't heard any... Like if this game's coming out in two months yeah, and we still haven't received an announcement trailer or anything concrete, like it's bonkers, but I guess we were just talking about the, the lack of need for long-term yeah. marketing. So but yeah, maybe sucks though because then i guess with these major franchises if they do try to attempt to do something more along the lines of you know kind of just gorilla drop there you go here's here's our game they are susceptible to these kind of things where you know leaks and whatnot so and the fact that it was doritos like oh yeah i love me some doritos doritos <laughs> that's so gold that it was like a doritos packet that like gave away like what the name well is i mean people there's been no uh, like confirmation i don't think from like official sources but i mean it's i mean how do you fake a doritos packet so mm-hmm. um yeah i mean 
hopefully it's not like a like a half game kind of thing like half game release or something like if hopefully there's a, something more something big like yeah I, like i'm curious if it's going to be like the the most recent versions where it's they're, they're releasing the multiplayer as the sole focus you know and there is no single player like are they going mm. to keep going down that route or are they going to go back to what made this franchise pretty special in the first place and have a nice meaty action-packed drama laden single player campaign mm. with a with a beautiful piece of multiplayer trapped on the back of this thing too but i don't know it's i'm, I'm very much off the cod wagon i've i've haven't even played warzone still uh, i played a little <laughs> bit of the the modern warfare remasters and things like that but mm. yeah i haven't played much cod i'm i'm too old for, um, i don't want to say i'm too old for this but it just doesn't <laughs> doesn't excite me the way it used to and that's a shame because I love these games. It's a shame. Because, so you haven't played Warzone at all? Nope. I Not feel one like game. Warzone is the closest, like, you could get to PUBG, just more refined. So, like, you know, if you ever want that, like, kind of PUBG vibe but not, you know, putting up with the crap, I feel like you should just jump into Warzone and get a feel for it. I need, I know I need to play it yeah. at least a handful of times so I can form an opinion. Least, yeah. 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 I will so. eventually. Mm. Now I've finished a couple of the big boy games I've been working on. <laughs> Got some time to diversify my gaming portfolio and, and have a sprinkling of these little ones. So maybe maybe I'll find some time to play a couple of games of Warzone and maybe Rage and then just turn it off. If not, someone in the community can like, you know, carry you through a Carry me. Carry Brendan to greatness. What do they call the wins? What is it when you win a game of Warzone? Like <laughs> not a chicken won. dinner. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. All I all I know is that you jump into a helicopter. Yeah, the golden ghoul. And then they do like credits, which is pretty unique. That's cool. Yeah. Someone, someone, help me roll them credits. Yeah. <laughs> roll Please. The credits. <laughs> but yeah, October the fifth, the rumored date for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Let's see. No doubt, it's it's gonna sell like hotcakes anyway. What? Are, who are we kidding? Yeah, like, regardless. This this game, it could be the same Call of Duty over and over again with the new hat. And people would still buy it. Like, but she has a new hat. <laughs> All right, the last little banger, and this uh, comes directly from the Twitter sphere, and that handle was at Halo, and it simply says, "Halo is for everyone." We can confirm. Hashtag Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play, and will support 120 FPS on Xbox Series X. More details will be shared later! Exclamation <gasps> point. So, uh, boom. I guess this was an immediate reaction to people poo-pooing uh, the graphical fidelity or lack thereof on the big infinite showcase at the Xbox game showcase. Aww. So now they've sort of said, stick it up your ass haters because multiplayer is going to be free to play for people yeah. that want to get on this Halo Infinite life. So this is this is pretty good. It's, it's good. Cool. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's a good announcement, but the comments are still pretty bad on that post. There's people saying, oh, that explains the shitty graphics because, you know, <laughs> you're putting us into a multiplayer map. And then other people are saying, oh, free to play. So that means microtransactions. So, you know, whether that's the truth or not, but yeah. Oh, there will be. There will be microtransactions because no doubt that they're going to double down more on the, the character customization route and you can have your special helmets and shoulder pads and different chest plates and legs and gun skins and all that stuff and it makes sense like this game would have cost an absolute bomb to make 
So they need to try and recoup that money somehow. And and if they're tossing this in as a free-to-play option, you know, for one, people shouldn't be complaining because it's costing them nothing. Like all it's costing them <laughs> is their time to play the game. Like pull your fucking heads in. But yes, there will be no doubt some some Halo loot arc boxes or whatever they're going to call them. You know, they'll be there. 100% they'll be there. But oh yeah, yeah, it's still cool. It's it's still a it's still a big gesture from three four three and Microsoft for one of their premium titles to say the multiplayer is free to play. Like that's something you won't really see too often from a big AAA. Yeah, although maybe it will become the norm. The norm, yeah, mm. yeah. By the by the by the single player experience, the multiplayer is a free bolt on. Yeah, yeah. Pick your pick your battle arena. <laughs> All right, and the last bit of news, it's a bit of a deeper cut, and uh, this is around Marvel Avengers' most recent July war table, and this article itself comes via Matt Wales at Eurogamer. A little bit of wording here, so uh, strap in. I'll try and punch through as quick as I can. Crystal Dynamics has shared details of its substantial Marvel's Avengers beta, which will be playable across three weekends next month, starting on August the 7th, and has offered a glimpse of the game's first post-launch hero, Hawkeye, in its latest developer video. There looks to be a lot for players to sink their teeth into come August uh, come August beta, starting with the 25-minute Golden Gate demo sequence that serves as an introduction to combat and traversal, giving players a chance to test out very, uh, various hero-specific combos, heroics, and moves, and culminates with a boss battle against Taskmaster. <laughs> with that out of the way, the beta will then open up to offer two single-player hero stages and later a selection of missions that can be played either solo or cooperatively. One hero mission sees Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, and Hulk traveling to the dense forests of the American Pacific Northwest, where players get a taste of Hulk's destructive capabilities. And the second unfolds in the frozen Russian tundra, where an encounter with Abomination awaits. Once those are complete, players will be granted free access to four different heroes, Kamala Khan, Iron Man, Hulk, and Black Widow for use in a selection of co-op missions for up to four players. There are harm holographic augmented reality machine room challenges set in a virtual training simulator where players confront waves of increasingly difficult enemies, plus a number of online war zone missions and the and their brisket drop zone counterparts. Crystal Dynamics notes that it'll be possible to earn gear and XP during the beta, the latter of which can be used to upgrade a portion of each hero's skill tree. And there's also a special nameplate up for grabs that can be carried over to the main game. The Avengers beta season will be spread across three weekends starting on August the 7th. The first weekend, running from the 7th to the 9th, will be exclusive to those that pre-order the game on PlayStation 4, while the second, August the 14th through the 16th, is for those who have pre-ordered on PC and Xbox One. The final beta weekend, to be held from August 21st to 23rd, is open to everyone on all platforms. August beta is said to feature more than 20 single-player and co-op missions in total. And obviously we mentioned at the end there was a very brief glimpse of Hawkeye, the first of many new heroes coming to the game post-launch, who will arrive with his own story mission uh, story mission chain that can be played either cooperatively or solo. So I got to say, this presentation is just about the best presentation I've seen all year as far as things going digital and doing these little little mini, mini sort of um, updates and showcases. This was perfect from front to back. It ran for about 17 minutes or so, and it was just bam, bam, bam. Here's, here's news. Here's stuff that's coming out. Here's some gameplay. This is what you're doing. It was perfect. Perfect from front to back. That's funny because I got bored with it and kind of skipped past. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I guess it's like... 
to be fair, I've never really had an interest in this game anyway. The reason why I did watch it was because they mentioned Hawkeye being put into it. And so I was like, well, now I have to see what's going on. Yeah, and still nothing really fascinates me too much. There's a lot of things that are making me think that this is also going to be like a microtransaction-filled game. Um, you know, trying to get you to buy like season packs and whatnot to unlock more and more characters. But yeah, nothing about it really drew me in. It, well, to be fair, you... it never had me at the start. If you watched the whole movie, you would have seen that they did mention that there's a lot of characters coming out post-launch and they're included free. So, so there's free ones. There's so, free so ones. So did you notice notice how they said that they have to specifically say that these ones are free? Yeah, but they didn't also say that... Like, I, I reckon there'll be, <laughs> there'll be micros to the skins. I reckon that because you, you see... Like you saw Hulk running around in like a mafia suit and stuff like that. Like there's so many skins and I think that's where they're going to be stinging you. It's going to be True. very, very tiered levels of skins with commons, rares and whatever else. I think that's yeah. where they're going to get you. Maybe they might hide some characters behind a paywall, but the way that I interpret it is all the characters at this stage, or at least for this first wave, and it looked like there might have been about six after the game's released, after the, the core characters of, you know, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, so on, they'll be free. Maybe they'll get you afterwards with some additional stuff, but it sounds like at least I the first wave's free. So I think so. Like the way that like I can see them going about it is the way that they said this group is free. Um, I could see them kind of doing like a Smash Brothers thing where you can buy a season pass and then they'll release like new characters every, you know, so many weeks or so many months. So, you know, maybe maybe that's the angle that they'll go with it. Like, I don't doubt that there's, I just, there was a vibe from it where it's like, okay, tell us about when you're going to charge us extra after the, like the mm. initial purchase. Like that was the lingering thing that was sitting over my head. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, and it's, I don't know how relevant my point of view is. Is like I said, I've never really had an interest in this game from the start. Watching it, I'm still kind of like, I don't have any desire to play it. It just doesn't look really? like my kind of game. No, it just doesn't look like my kind of game at all. So, you know, I guess take whatever I say with a grain of salt because this is coming from a perspective of a person that's not interested. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I do appreciate that... Um, in making this they didn't feel pressured to kind of like get too deep into the movie universe and that they you know kind of stuck true and that's obviously why I checked out Hawkeye because they did make mention that um a lot of the you know design qualities they took from Matt Faction's um comic book series of Hawkeye which is great if you haven't read it I definitely recommend it check it out um so to see him kind of like with this short little buzz cut kind of looking thing but still with a lot of characteristics um of the design of the character that Matt Faction had like I like I, I do appreciate that this is coming from a comic book standpoint as opposed to a successful movie franchise um you know kind of angle so but I, I really like how they're focused on that and they've emphasized that in these war tables where they are saying we're taking inspiration from from this comic book arc or from this storyline yeah as opposed mm. to trying to say this is this is robert downey jr in video game form you know <laughs> yeah. like i like that they're very true to the source material and i don't know this trailer just it looks so much better than when i played the demo last year at pax that golden gate demo which which everyone's going to get a crack at in this beta but 
it looks so cool and the polish and the combat and i like that you can obviously the the way that you design these characters you can have mm-hmm. hulk play a certain way and you've got your skill trees and your abilities so your hulk could be different to my hulk when we're playing together yeah. online and stuff so i like that you can build your little squad of four to sort of work out and, and mask strengths and weaknesses and you've mm-hmm. got you know your, your flying characters you've got your traversal characters like black widow with the grappling uh like the grappling hook she was sort of scooting around with and then you've got your your heavier grounded characters iron man in the hulkbuster armor too that looks like a bucket of fun and it just looks really nice and all those doubts i think i started to have when this game was first announced they seem to be slowly but surely fading away like yeah it could be a bit of a poo on release still but it looks so good i mean this was the game right that actually did catch a lot of flack for people's playing it and saying it does not look good like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if they got like you know took that information and that critique and said we need to fix this up so and they they, it looks like they did it does it does look good um but i just i don't see it for me the combat looks sick. Like just just the the different ways you can play and mm. just the the destruction, and and when you're running as big Hulk, obviously you, you run a rough shot through everything. <laughs> but just seeing you know, Miss Marvel and, and how she can sort of increase her size and she's picking up yeah. enemies and slamming them down and whatever else, it just looks so damn cool. And now I'm already starting to think of like what other characters are going to be in that uh in that edition. I'm I'm feeling for sure Black Panther is going to be one of them. Mm. I think for yeah. sure he'll be there. Maybe someone like a Scarlet Witch. Do we get Spider Man? Do, do they have? Oh, do you? Probably, probably not because <laughs> of the, the the Sony rights. Maybe Sony mm. would be a bit prickly about that. But yeah, so many options. Is Captain Marvel gonna be one? Does it get too confusing then with a Captain Marvel and a Miss Marvel? I don't know. But it would oh. make sense for her to be in there, right? I mean, it would. I don't see why they wouldn't do it just purely for a namesake. Yeah. So. But um, I'm keen as a bean for this. And I like that they've got this sort of three-week-long beta session mm. going on. So if you pre-order on the PlayStation, you're going to get it first. If you're on PC and Xbox One, you'll get it the following week. And then the week after, everybody plays. So, uh, yeah, get keen. I I can't wait. And, like, that beta thing, that's next weekend for yeah. PlayStation 4. I just realized, I'm like, holy crap, it's August now. Like, yeah, <laughs> my goodness gracious August me. <laughs> God, send help. Send help. <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, that's the news. Shall we tackle some new releases? Let's do it. New releases and events. Alrighty. We've got a, a good smattering of stuff coming out this week, but I guess the two uh the two biggest ones from from my opinion, and I'd say one of these two biggest ones probably from your opinion too, uh, on August the fourth, obviously Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, dropping on the PlayStation 4 and the PC. As as we mentioned earlier, it's gonna be free via PS plus for PlayStation 4 users. The other one to highlight, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn lands on the PC on August the 7th as well. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm just like looking at this list here and now I'm really curious about Fast and the Furious Crossroads or what that is. It's it's a not good. It's a not good. Yeah. (laughs) That's, um, it looks pretty rough. It looks pretty rough. So... We'll we'll see how that plays out. This is f- absolutely foreign to me, but like any game that's going to be centered around the Fast and Furious universe, I could just imagine the cheese. It pretty much looks like Burnout, but with Fast and the Furious characters thrown into it. Like it's just oh, big great. destruction so, like, and everything like that. 
like Vin Diesel's head really badly designed. Oh my god, yeah. That'd be great. Old Dom. Be... Yeah. Goodness gracious. But yeah, get on that Fallout guys, PlayStation 4 and PC users. And then anyone that hasn't played Horizon Zero Dawn and you're a PC master racer, now is the time. Get amongst that one of my favorite games of all time and uh, well worth the investment. Uh, but yeah, like Brawlhalla dropped on uh, on the smartphones, oh, on the yeah. iOS and the Android on August the 6th as well. That's right. All right, let's move into this. Tweet of the week. And this tweet comes via way isabel at animal crossing and it's an announcement from this month weekly fireworks shows begin in august you can visit other players islands in a dream there is island backup and restoration and this is all part of the animal crossing new horizons summer update wave two lights up the sky from the 30th of the 7th so some of this is live now uh luna is a new character that uh meets you and haunts you in your dreams i don't really know how to interpret that she's just this weird little anteater girl that you know stands above you while you're sleeping like it's some it's some bizarre stuff but is this i want to put this in here because because you're the the biggest animal crossing fan that i know is this mm. wanting to draw you back in or are you kind of like eh, okay cool where you at with I'll, this? I'll go check it out like i want to see like you know what's what it's like what's the changes i want to know what this bloody trip fest that you you know tripping balls and stuff like in this dreamscape thing that they've um kind of released um but yeah i'll i'll go in and check it out i don't know what's the probability of it like you know bringing me back to the stage where i dropped whatever 500 hours or whatever into it so goodness gracious it's bad man so yeah truth truth be told i saw like some people doing some tweets with the the animal crossing dreamscape thing i thought it was fake i thought it was like a meme oh, yeah. doing the rounds i didn't see the trailer uh until last night so i saw all these people like you know come come invade my dreams or come to my dreams or whatever i'm like what the fuck is going on like what what's this new sort of joke that i've completely missed the mark and then i saw that this trailer and i'm like oh okay that makes sense um i don't really know what happens in the dreams like no. do you just lay on the bed together or something like he's getting weird and creepy like that he's animal crossing starting to get a bit creepy yeah i'm like i mean deep down animal crossing's creepy there's like a lot of creepy stuff that goes on like underneath that you know or that people kind of find out so but the, the dream sequence stuff like i mean it just looks trippy mm-hmm. more than anything so hell yeah but like for an update that and then like fireworks shows i'm like could have done a bit more animal crossing like You've seen one set of fireworks, you've seen them all, you know? Give us new shit. Yeah. And the island backup and restoration. I don't really know what that entails. Like backup, I'm guessing you can save it. And if you wanted to nuke your island, you could start. I don't know. I don't know. And sadly, I don't care. I wish I cared. I was all about Animal Crossing for a hot minute. Now I'm just Mm. like, I just want to go fight (laughs) ants and spiders and grounded. It's fair. All right. The last bit of news, or the last part of this podcast, I should say, and fingers crossed the bite worked properly this time. You've got mail. Mail. <laughs> ah, Chuck Fresh. He's, he's in a dream sequence right now. So uh, this, uh, this question of the week comes via way of at the Spawny 13, our boy Benny. And he says, if any cartoon from your childhood could be remade as a Netflix series, which one would it be and why? So, uh, sending out the, this question into the ether, some of the responses we've received, uh, Nicholas Pryor 
says Street Sharks. Jamie Ooh, Penning yeah. says Wacky Races. Dane Peavy says Ah Real Monsters. Rock Mummy comes at us with Gargoyles. Pez with Ooh. Angry Beavers. And Matt Tilby with The Tick. But he's also said, I know we've had a live action reboot recently, but a moodier cartoon at The Tick would be dope. Have you got any feedback or thoughts you want to throw at some of those suggestions that uh, were sent our way? I Wacky Races is probably like my favorite like recommendation because I can see that. Like I, I actually read Benny's question as like if it was a cartoon that you grew up with and it's going onto Netflix, it's going to be live action. Mm-hmm. So like seeing like a live action Wacky Races and the way that they did it, like how each episode like someone gets cut kind of thing or like someone comes first, like. I, I I could see that and I just think it could be really fun. Really cute and really fun. I like that. I just picture that um if we went live action, what was that one that Goldberg was it called Bull Rush, where they race across the country and then got cut out? It'd be like that just with what? people using weapons and stuff in their little cars. Uh, I, I think it's called Bull Rush. That. Oh, this oh there was a movie called Cannonball Run, wasn't there? Oh, Cannonball Run's a good that's probably more apt. That's that's a, probably a better comparison, actually. That makes a bit more sense, but <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd watch the hell out of some wacky races. One hundred percent, and gargoyles. Oh, oh gargoyles was so great. Yeah, it was one of those more moodier cartoons. Yeah, it definitely was. But I can see like if it if gargoyles went live action, like there'd probably be a lot of like people questioning their like sexuality and attraction because like there'd probably be like some kind of like sexiness to the gargoyles if they were like live oh, action. Yeah. yeah, some of them were big, big, big staunch buff. gargoyles. Yeah humanoid creaturey things yeah i'm attracted to concrete because <laughs> it gets me hard <laughs> it gets me hard it's it both hard i don't know <laughs> our real monsters i i love that show ikus and crumb especially were mm. two of my favorite cartoon characters as a kid mm-hmm. that would be creepy yeah but just thinking too like obviously they they did the the rocco's modern life movie thing last year I still haven't watched it. And it just totally missed the mark for me, maybe just because I'm no longer 10 years old or whatever. So I'm worried with a lot of these shows that we love from when we were kids, if they'd translate or if they'd just be kind of like, oh, yeah, cool, no worries. Kind of wish they didn't do that. But oh, like mean... Street Sharks, Dino Riders, stuff like that. Like I love those shows. I just don't know how they translate. I can tell you that like from my experience being a fan of Gem and the Holograms, that when, you know, some freaking company decides to remake a cartoon from, you know, your childhood that you treasure, they really know how to fuck that up mm. badly. See, I don't want so, that. I don't want that. Like, I, I didn't want that. I No, I think the fan base wanted it. But what they did is they went, let's take something from, like, I'm not 100% certain what age I was when I watched it. But let's take something from long ago and let's, like, try to make it, like, Nickelodeon candy bot, but it was it was really really bad. It was really really bad. And it was really disappointing. They just completely just removed everything that made um, Gem and the Holograms great. So that's a shame. That's a it shame. It really is. Well, what would you like to see uh, reimagined as a Netflix series? So obviously you interpret it as live action, but you could keep it as cartoon or anime or whatever you wanted to. But what's mm. where? Yeah, where do you uh, plant your flag? I, like I'd really like to see like I tried to think about things that I grew up with like really like when I was really really young and how like Netflix could take something that I watched when I was a little kid and kind of just saw it as cute and then now making it for the adult version of me and the one that I thought about was like Baba 
You know oh, the one the, about the, the elephant? The elephant, the little king elephant in his green suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like a king or whatever. Yeah. Or like, you know. I love some Baba. But it's, the thing is, is that it actually has like super political undertones, French colonization, like kind of like undertones to it. So I could see them taking something that was like a cute show about a prince, elephant, whatever, and then like making it this story about like really dark political times. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's it's crazy all those things that as a kid it completely goes over your head. All these serious undertones and themes that they're actually trying mm. to hit directly or indirectly. Like yeah. you just see it as, oh, this is just a cute little elephant with a suit and a, a crown on and, you know, it's roaming around with his African friends. But yeah, then the tone behind it when you watch it all, you're like, Oh shit, okay. Yeah. How I think I miss like, this? I think with Baba, like I think even where it kind of came from originally also showed that so yeah so i just think that that could be like the best translation of like hey this is cute as a kid now that i'm an adult who's a very dark political kind of drama series so yeah i don't know if it'd yeah. still be elephants though mm, who knows you, you could put in any kind of animal really couldn't yeah. you yeah well it's more like do i do live action elephant-y kind of stuff like uh like ah, oh, what's the that jungle movie? book the, well yeah like jungle book or do, do you just make everyone human in it i don't mm. know what about you? What do, what what do you want to see? I've gone with a bit of a deep pull here, and uh, I've gone with Skeleton Warriors. I don't know if many people would know of this show. It only aired no for idea. a single season back in the mid '90s, but it was an absolute banger, and it was probably a bit too dark for for kids' television in the mornings. <laughs> like it literally like a, a skeleton army versus you know this the good human army. Uh, set on the distant planet of Luminaire, and they're they're fighting Ooh. over this uh, light star crystal. The Baron Dark, he's he's the main big bad in there. He wanted to uh, grab the crystal to to gain control over all the power and, and enslave everyone on Luminaire and and the uh, you know the good guys that the Legion of Light are, are fighting against them. But uh, absolute belter of a show. It looks really like dark for a kids show like i'm i used was that meant to be a kids show like it looks like a it looks like a toy commercial which a lot of our cartoons did um growing up so but i've never heard of this i've never heard of this i'm, I'm curious to know who has has heard of this one because yeah it was only ran for a single season i i had some of these toys and the toys were sick like especially this, like the skeleton warrior side, like the bad guy side. The toys were so good. Like there was a dude that was like had multiple arms and stuff. Like he had four arms and he like was wielding four swords and things. Like so yeah. good. I can't believe this one like missed me and it has like an epic like heavy metal intro, which is usually something we were privy to have as kids growing up. Shout out to Biker Mice from Mars. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I could see that translate. Like. It'd be pretty badass, like having like skeleton armies. Even make it a bit darker. Yeah. I think of even Ooh. like um, like if it's going to be done in real life, I could think of like Evil Dead Three: Army of Darkness, which is more of the lighter toned comedic version of those movies. Mm. That's what this would be, in in like real life shot as opposed to cartoon. And, and Jennifer Hale voices people in this, who you know That's is wild. is one of the stalwarts of of the voice acting community, especially for, for gaming and, and cartoons. So uh, yeah, Skeleton Warriors where I'm at. I just want to know if anyone else knows or have heard of this show. Uh, get at me on them socials if you have. Yeah. That's uh, been episode 204, Miss Hart. Is there anything else you want to say before we pack this sucker up for another week? Yes, season two of Umbrella Academy starts today. 
Yes, 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 yes. Can't wait, can't wait. Heard good things already from people that somehow binge most of it. Saw on the socials last night, everyone's like, rah, rah, all positive Bloody stuff. Bloody so. people get lives. Yeah. And <laughs> go two watch... people talking on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> About binging shows and yeah, whatnot. Video games and whatnot, yeah. Don't judge us. But yeah, this has been episode 204 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thanks to each and every one of you for stopping on by. Give us a listen. Give us a rating and subscription because those things mean the world to us. But until next week, when episode 205 hits the town, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Banana Man, that'd be another good one. Oh, Banana Man. Yeah. Super Super Ted. Ted. Perfect.